0: Okay. Okay. Cherry bowls. All right. Everyone ready? Go fire it up. Let's get after it,
1: baby. All right. Oh that was like, whoa. Hey, that was cool, dude. All right. <laughs> How are you doing? All right. Um hello everyone our name is off the court and we're so excited for this new partnership with espn honolulu within this partnership we're hoping to bring a little bit of light within a topic in the athletic community that's not talked about too much and that is mental health our name of is off the court we travel around the u.s we love to educate kids on the importance of being a well-rounded athlete that is taking care of your mental health your nutrition and your recovery we do volleyball clinics all across the u.s we also do them here in Hawaii, um, and at the end of our clinics, we like to give a little educational presentation on those topics, but within this podcast, we also help to educate um, kids, coaches, athletes, parents in all of these realms. My name is James Anastasiadis, and this is one of my partners, Faina Zang.
2: Hey guys, I'm Faina. Um, a little bit about me, I played volleyball for about 15 years now, um, it's been pretty much on the top, maybe one or two focuses of my life. And I played at the University of Texas at Dallas, grew up playing at Mad Frog in Dallas, Texas. Um, My parents taught me volleyball. So it's always been something that held my family together. And a big turning point in my life was tearing my ACL twice. Um, One was a season ending injury and one was a career ending injury. And that experience made me realize that volleyball shouldn't be the main focus of my life because one day um, everyone has to stop playing their sport. So that made me realize um, my bigger identity outside of sports. And that kind of grew into a passion for me to help other athletes realize their, their true identity outside of sports, even though sports is a good um, learning opportunity and it helps people become better characters. Um, I like to help people realize their true potential outside of sports. And yeah, so that's a little bit about me. And I'm, I'm passionate about off the court because I love helping people and hearing their stories and um, realizing how I can use my story to help others.
1: And we love that, Faye. And then this is my other partner, Dalton Solberg, who might be a familiar face slash voice for a couple of you guys here in Hawaii.
0: Yeah, how's it going, everybody? Uh, my name is Dalton Solbrig. Uh, just a little background about myself. I'm from a small town, uh, northern suburbs of Chicago. Uh, I've been playing volleyball for about 12 or 13 years now. Uh, I, sports was a huge part of my life growing up. I played baseball, basketball, volleyball. Um, I was always outside, running around, playing playing sports. Um, and I think it had a really huge impact on my life up until this point. Because, I mean, now it's what I do for my job. Um, so I played through high school. I played at the University of Hawaii with with James for four years and graduated in 2019. Um, and I just finished my third professional season. Uh, I'm currently playing on a team in Lunenburg, Germany in the first uh, German league. And I'm really happy to be a part of this, this group and get to do really cool things with, with James and Faye. Um, you know, I think it's really cool to be able to shed light on all these different experiences, uh, especially for myself now that I kind of have played a sport at just about every level that can be played at, you know, from middle school all the way to high school, college, and now professionally. Um, I have a lot of really unique experiences and uh, learning from those experiences has helped me kind of shape this viewpoint that I have on mental health and how much more we need to talk about it, how delicate it can be, how different it is from person to person. Um, So yeah, I'm really excited to start this, this partnership with with ESP on Honolulu and get to talk to people from Hawaii again. And uh, yeah, hopefully spread the word a little bit.
1: Absolutely love it. And we're all excited for it. Um, And like I said, my name is James Anastasiades. A brief intro about me is I also played volleyball for 12 to 13 years, uh, just like Dalton Solberg. I grew up on the island of Cyprus, moved to Huntington Beach, California, my senior year of high school where I played then got recruited to the University of Hawaii. I was at the University of Hawaii for five years, uh, was actually able to manage the team for the sixth year. And now I'm currently getting my master's in kinesiology, which I also got my undergrad in. Um, Through my experiences as well, mental health just became such a big part of my life through uh, a couple of the struggles that I went through personally, um, all throughout my career, not only at the collegiate level, but also throughout high school. And like Dalton said, it's just a topic that I think isn't talked about enough and needs to be a little bit like some light needs to be shined onto it. And we just got to get more people talking about it because we've all been through very similar situations, but sometimes we feel so alone in those situations, being open to talking about them can really help each other get through them. Um, So, yeah. Like we mentioned, we've all kind of gone through a couple of struggles throughout our careers. So we're all going to just touch up a little bit upon what maybe one or two of those struggles are and how it brought up this passion about talking to it. So how about Dalton? Why don't you take this one first?
0: All right. Kicking it off. So I think, um, you know, growing up, I would say I never really had any issues with mental health. I mean, it's tough. It's tough to say when, you know, I never really went to the doctor or something and said, yeah, I'm kind of feeling this way. But when I look back, you know, I was a pretty happy kid growing up. Um, And it wasn't really until I started my professional career that kind of just a lot of different things were thrown at me. And it was a little bit overwhelming. Um, You know, my first season playing pro had some problems with contracts and a couple teams kind of said, yeah, we want you, but we kind of want someone else more and um, kind of dealing with that. And kind of understanding that in the professional game, it's more of a business than it is kind of like a family environment, um, especially going from Hawaii where that fam that family feel is, I mean, arguably best on earth, in my opinion. Um, and, you know, being away from family for eight, nine months out of the year, uh, being in a completely different time zone, you know, plus seven, eight, all the way up to like 13 hours difference from Hawaii. Um, not being able to talk to your family every day, not being able to see friends that you've had maybe in high school, maybe in college. Um, injuries was definitely also a big one for me. Uh, the last the last couple of seasons have been a little bit tough, tough on the body. Um, and as, you know, as Faye, I'm sure we'll touch up on, uh, going through an injury, there's a huge mental health part of it. And, you know, a lot of people, they think about, oh, yeah, you know, I had an injury now I just got to rehab it and I'll be good. And there's a lot more that goes into it um, on the mental health side, you know, being able to be okay with not training for that long after you've been playing for, you know, eight to 10 years already, taking a break from it, deciding and kind of taking a step back is, you know, is this even really what I want? And, you know, in in my case, through my injuries, it kind of opened my eyes to like, yeah, this is exactly what I want. Like, I want to get back on the court as soon as possible. Um, so I definitely had some struggles, uh, these last two years. Um, and I think a big, a big, big thing that I've learned is, uh, kind of as Faye said, is your, your identity as an athlete. And one thing that I think we really preach here with, with off the court is that you're more than an athlete. You know, you're, if you're in college still, obviously you're a student, you know, maybe you're a brother, a sister, a son, daughter, you know, there's all these different things that you are not just an athlete. And so one of the biggest things that I preach is finding your identity outside of being an athlete, you know, and, you know, knock on wood, I don't want this to happen to anybody, but in the case that your career ends because of an injury, maybe you're just forced to retire. Uh, maybe you're just, it's just that point in your life. Maybe you're like 40 years old and you're still trying to play volleyball and it's just not happening anymore. Um, what happens then, you know, and it's, It's not necessarily that you need to have a super concrete plan of if something like that happens, but I think it's to kind of explore different things. You know, maybe you like painting, maybe you like music, maybe you want to start a podcast with your friends and, or start a business with your friends. Um, Maybe you really want to start coaching, you know, there's all these different things. And it's so important to have these kind of outlets, I guess, because, if all you are as an athlete and being an athlete doesn't go right, then that's going to be really, really bad for your mental health. It's going to stress you out. It's going to be, I mean, pretty terrible for you. Um, so I think those are the biggest things I've learned. And I think just in general, talking about it, talking about mental health is one of the more difficult things that I've, that I've experienced for sure. Um, even after starting this company with these guys, and I tell them all the time, you know, every time they check in, they check in on me, like, hey, doll, like, how's your mental health doing, especially, you know, these last couple seasons going through a lot of injuries. It's almost like my brain is just default to say, yeah, I'm good. I'm fine. Like, you know, I'll get through it. Right. And this, the truth of it is like, sometimes I'm not fine. Maybe I'm not terrible. Right. But it's kind of that realization that you don't always have to just say, you're fine. You don't always just have to push it down. You know, it's a conversation that needs to be had at every level with coaches, with teammates, with friends, parents. And I think biggest, it's a conversation that needs to be looking yourself in the mirror and say, you know what? Yeah, I'm not really feeling it today. And I think that realization is one of the bigger parts of being open to talk to other people about it and just making that conversation a whole lot more comfortable um, in the athletic community as a whole, you know, all the way from the youngest athletes, all the way up to pros, coaches, administrators, everything like that. So definitely learned a few things and, uh, definitely some big changes that I think still need to be made. Um, and that's, yeah, that's kind of what we're working towards, uh, with off the court and hopefully, hopefully we can get there.
1: Wow. <laughs> that was spot on, doll. Oh my gosh yeah that was a lot of really good stuff said there um Fay do you want to touch uh touch up on like what you've learned through your experiences as an athlete um yeah. coming out of retirement and all that
2: jeez doll, you took most of my answer <laughs> uh. <laughs> um so yeah a little bit more background about my story like i said i grew up i mean in a volleyball family like volleyball was basically my life i didn't go maybe maybe max, like two days without playing volleyball or touching a volleyball. So when I tore my ACL the first time I knew like, okay, well, a lot of people go through this. I can get through it. If they can, then I can. And I knew I was a hard worker. So physically I knew I could get back from it, but mentally I was not prepared. (laughs) I remember talking to someone in the training room and they were like, man, you're going to have a tough time with this. And I was like, nah, I'll be fine. Like, you know, I know I can get through, you know, anything that comes my way but man those eight months were some of the toughest of my life just dealing with like gaining weight you know as a female athlete especially like knowing that I couldn't work out when I felt stressed or felt bloated or something like that just because of my injury that was a tough time and just volleyball was a huge stress relief like if I felt stressed about a test or something I'll just go play volleyball and so when I couldn't do that I learned a lot about myself just in terms of what other hobbies can I try. Like, I'm a fan of the artist, not only a fan of the volleyball player. So tried a lot of art during that time and was so excited to get back on the court. So I got back on the court a year later, tore it again that summer. And that was career ending for me because the doctor was like, yeah, if you tear it again, you probably would have trouble walking in everyday life situations. So had to stop playing for a second time. And that one was more devastating because I knew that I probably couldn't get back on the court ever and play competitively like I wanted to again. And I had trouble with like, why me? Like thoughts of why why would this happen to me? Like volleyball was the greatest source of my joy. Um, so I actually went to therapy after that because I just had trouble with um, being okay with my situation and trying to find other outlets of happiness for myself and um, a huge background about me like I'm a pretty big perfectionist so um, like every aspect of my life had to be perfect um, and so up until that point like everything was not in control for me and so I had to learn a lot about just you know letting letting life just, just being okay with how life is taking me and like it is what it is, you know. So um, after that, I realized um, I could use my story to help other people going through the same thoughts and emotions. And so um, I've talked to athletes like Tyra Rail, who's now at USC. She just tore her ACL again. And so I've been helping her um, and talking her through that. And it's been really rewarding to me knowing that even though I had a terrible time with my experience, I can at least help someone out in a positive way so that's been a huge passion for me and so that's why off the court has been i mean like the best experience so far just because even though i had a bad time with mine at least i can use it in a positive way so yeah (laughs)
1: love it love it and couldn't agree with you more i think um so many times as athletes we kind of let like situations out of control uh dictate things that we do have control over and kind of wash away from putting the energy into those things that we can actually change rather than overthink the ones that we can't and yeah like Faye said that's a very rewarding thing about off the court is that we've managed to kind of shine light and have these open conversations with some pretty phenomenal athletes um, and help guide them through the right path um so yeah a little bit more about my story is My last two seasons at um, the University of Hawaii, I kind of struggled with my eating, Um, definitely was not eating enough. So up until my junior year, I obviously was not in the best shape of my life, wasn't too happy with my situation on the team, I wasn't very happy, not given opportunity to play. Um, So going into my senior year, decided that I had to lose a good amount of weight because I was definitely a little bit overweight for a volleyball player um i had to lose a good amount of weight and was going to come back in the best shape of my life and so over the summer i did lose 35 pounds came back in the best shape of my life felt great all this um kind of got introduced to the keto diet at the beginning of that summer um, was doing intermittent fasting i was training two times a day kind of everything that the grind hard work hard mentality had and the perceived work hard play hard mentality for all athletes. Um, I thought I was doing everything right, but that really wasn't the case when I got back to school because I continued these habits, but my training had increased so much that I couldn't really keep up with it. Um, The keto diet definitely isn't a diet for most athletes, Um, if any athletes, honestly, we do need carbohydrates to help fuel our bodies and we need those to stay in pretty much optimal performance. Um, So through that, by October that season, Um, I kept losing weight. I maybe dropped another 10 pounds. So I was 205 pounds, maybe sitting at 4.5% body fat, 5% body fat. Um, And I was honestly miserable. I would go to practice. I wouldn't eat until 12 o'clock. I'd literally be sitting in class. I'd be sucking on halls, trying to like avoid the hunger. Um, Because I knew that I couldn't physically eat until 12 o'clock hit. That was kind of the mentality that I was going through at the time. So I'd go to a three-hour practice, finish practice, wouldn't eat prior or after. Um, Then we'd have weights at three o'clock. And the only thing I'd eat in between there is maybe a salad with some chicken on it. Um, And then I'd have one more meal. And then I'd just fall asleep because I honestly was drained from my energy. Um, So we were sitting in my psychology class one day going over signs and symptoms of eating disorders and anorexia. And I kind of had a lot of the symptoms that our professor was talking about. Um, And then I remember vividly after that class, I kind of sat outside class for about an hour and had a little self-talk to myself. And I was like, damn, dude, maybe I'm not okay. Maybe a lot of this is the reason why my performance is starting to decline, um, why I'm feeling exhausted all the time, why I'm just Super stressed out, why I'm super anxious all the time. Um, so I remember right after that, I called my mom and I was like, Hey mom, I really need to come home for Thanksgiving. I'm not feeling great, I'm not doing great, and I just really need to talk to you. Um so fly home, have this conversation with my mom, and we just kind of realized that I slowly had to make changes. Uh, talk to one of the sports nutritionists that actually works at the uh, company, physical therapy clinic, um, stra- slash gym that I used to work at called U district. Um, and he really helped me with making changes to my eating habits. But the issue with that is a lot of people don't understand is it's such a roller coaster of events when it comes to like coming out of, or recovering from something like that, because you start to make slow changes, but you also start to see physical changes within yourself. And you're just like, damn, I'm either gaining too much weight again. So I need to stop eating and all this kind of stuff. So, Just kind of the roller coaster of events of struggling with eating because it's something that a lot of athletes do worry about it's something that a lot of athletes do have at the back of their mind is i understand that i need to take my eating a little bit more serious but it gets to the point where one in three athletes do struggle from signs and symptoms of eating disorders or disordered eating um so understanding the importance of taking your nutrition super serious Um, And understanding that food is fuel, it won't make you fat as an athlete is so important to help optimize your performance. Um, So through battling an eating disorder for about two years, um, I just grew this huge passion of understanding more about nutrition and understanding more about how athletes need to really fuel their bodies in order to optimize their performance so many times we'll be at practice and we'll fall into the slump for maybe a month or two where our performance starts to decrease and as an athlete that doesn't only cause just like a lot of stress and anxiety because you're just like oh now i'm going to start losing playing time and all this It also causes a lot of stress in the sense of, okay, what am I really needing to change? I feel like I'm doing everything right. um, But it's just not working. A lot of times it might be something as simple as just you're not eating enough or your nutrition isn't where it needs to be or your recovery isn't where it needs to be. Or you know what? Maybe you're just overdoing it in the weight room. Um, So kind of through that experience of just overtraining and not eating enough, um, I grew this huge passion that maybe most athletes aren't educated as either coaches or strength and conditioning coaches think that they should be, um, which is my huge passion with off the court. I really want athletes to understand how they can truly optimize their performance, not only by, hey, you just gotta train more. Like there's so many other ways that even just taking care of your mental health in essence, meditating for 10 minutes a day can help clear a lot of those stresses that you might have at practice. Um, So that's my huge passion with off the court through my experience. And then, you know, 2020 COVID ended my season. So I did also struggle with what Dalton and Faye uh, touched up about and talked about, um, just identity crisis. I was like, damn, all I've known for the past 10 years is volleyball, what's next, you know? Um, And I found a huge passion in coaching and that's what I do now. And I absolutely love it. Um, So yeah, that's a little bit, more about our experience and kind of what we've learned. Um, So I'm going to have Faye start on this next one. Faye, what are you really hoping to um, gain with and kind of reach with uh, this amazing partnership that Off the Court has had with ESPN Honolulu?
2: Yeah, I mean, ESPN is huge. So um, I mean, our main goal with Off the Court is just to reach as many athletes coaches parents as much as possible um and so i think espn will definitely help us expand our reach we have a pretty good reach right now and a lot of our um i guess audiences in hawaii just since y'all two played in hawaii and so i think espn will help us further our reach and hopefully expand past hawaii we have some in chicago and dallas but um our goal is to just you know be worldwide (laughs) Um, and ESPN will definitely be a huge first step for us to just expand our reach. So I'm super grateful for it.
0: Alton, how about you? Yeah, I think the biggest, the biggest thing for us and yeah, like Faye said, this is an incredible opportunity to kind of grow our own name and kind of spread the word a little bit about, you know, what we believe, what we want to change, what we want to do um but i think a, a big part of it is just getting people talking like just starting the conversation you know and it's pretty unique for us that we can bring people from you know every different sport every different level every different walk of life you know i think we have the opportunity to bring on people that maybe they're done playing volleyball and they're doing something else uh, associated with athletics now maybe they started coaching like like james right and um i think a big thing for that is you know as a if you're a struggling athlete, you know, like I said earlier, mental health especially is pretty delicate. It's very individualized. But you know, I might come on here and talk about my own experiences and my own mental health. That might not help everybody, right? There might be somebody that's like, eh, you know, that doesn't really that doesn't really help me at all. But maybe one of these people that we bring on, maybe it's a a basketball player talking to another basketball player or you know, a young kid that is playing basketball is listening. they can really relate now. And I think that that just makes it so much easier to start that conversation. And, um, of course, like we want to get involved in all different sports. Obviously the, the volleyball side was a little bit easier since that's kind of all of our background, but, um, yeah, we want this to be athletics as a whole, you know, from all the way to youth sports, all the way to the professional level. We want just that conversation to be more comfortable. We want it to be had in the first place. Um, and also like touching on the other two things that we talk about, like James talked about nutrition and also we talk a lot about recovery and it's, um, it's so important. Like every athlete has one thing in common and that's they want to perform. And, you know, like James said, there's a lot of different avenues that you can take to increase your performance, whether it's mental health, just trying to de-stress. It's the way you recover, maybe finding a better thing than just like coming home and flopping on the couch. Right. Um, how to eat for your goals. You know, one thing we talk a lot about is it's common for coaches to say, Hey, you need to lose weight or, Hey, you need to put on some muscle or, Hey, you need to do this. And it's like, well, how, you know, how do I do that with nutrition? And that's one thing we really want to educate. Like, here's a safe way to do it. Here's the way to do it. That's not going to lead to, you know, behavioral eating disorders down the road. Um, something that's sustainable potentially for the rest of your life, right? We don't want to just give you a quick fix. That's, you know, here's how you can lose weight in 30 days. And then, yeah, two years from now you're going to gain all the weight back because it's not a very sustainable way of doing it. Um, So, yeah, I think just starting the conversation, educating a lot of people, just getting people talking and bringing a lot of different experiences from different sports, different backgrounds, uh, and giving them a chance to tell their story.
1: That's awesome. And yeah, like Dalton kind of touched up on there at the end, um, what we're super excited about this partnership with ESPN Honolulu is just to get a bigger reach, but also bring on personnel like psychologists, nutritionists, um, therapists, coaches, literally people from all walks of life to help just talk about and find ways to tie in all the different ways that athletes can increase their performance um, to help parents educate on um how they can help with their kids um, performance and mental health and anxiety um, and how coaches can better their coaching styles through just the best avenues of coaching um so we're so thankful and so happy about this partnership with espn honolulu we are off the court one of our biggest mottos is you only train two to four hours in the day what are you doing the other 20 to 22 hours We're super excited for you guys to listen to what we have to say and what our guests have to say mostly. Thank you guys so much for tuning in today and listening to this first podcast. And stay tuned for the next four-month season that we are going to bring to you every Monday or Wednesday. Mahalo.